hallelujah praise god it's me once again grace gabriel um i thank god for giving me this privilege to be back again and to share with you what god has just put on my heart and because i just want us all of us to pray in spirit to know him deeper to know his ways to know his promises and his will over our lives that sometimes we want to take our ways and we follow our roots that's why he says in isaiah 55 he said that my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts so that's why everything is according to his plan as he promised so he will do it because he is a man of his word he never changed his word whatever he says it will come to pass uh, so I'm so honored uh, before we go into the word we have to surrender to the Holy Spirit as he will continue to guide us and lead us so today I'm going to be sharing about what God has put on my heart God will never let us to be put to shame so we should put our hope in him is the title what I want to share. So I'll we surrender unto prayer, then we're going to do prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I am here your voice once again and I ask of you pour out the old wine and put in your rain. Be blessed of me more of you, oh God. I'm just a vessel that you want to use. Um, a vehicle that carries your glory father god pray that each and everybody who listen to his message of god will know the will your will and your purpose of which you have over our lives and father we thank you for your holy spirit that is with us all the time because he is available when we call unto him he takes what is of jesus and declares unto us and i pray with god that may your holy spirit lead me and guide me and share what you put on my heart in the name of jesus we pray amen so now i'll go into the word <laughs> i'll go in the book of genesis chapter 6 so i will elaborate more but my point is going to be in verse 9 as we all of us we know very well that abraham he was god declared him and he was going to be the father of nations and very many promises when god hold called him from his place he told him when you follow me i would do this i would do this i would do this as well as when you look into genesis when god created everything and god said and god said so which means that god is a man of his word whatever he says it will come to pass. when you remember very well when the flood came onto the earth so he made a covenant with Noah that what I did I will never do it again that shows to us that he is a man of his word that he can never change if he says something no matter how long it takes no matter how many years it takes he will do what he said because he said I'm not a man that I should lie because when we read from Genesis Revelations, everything that he said, whatever he promised, it come to pass through his word. Even though sometimes 
we sometimes are human beings we want to go what we are thinking <laughs> with our spiritual nature what we are thinking and we're thinking of plan B whether it will be worked out so good so when you see in Genesis 18 many years ago Abraham was waiting for the promise that God had told him years have gone by and his wife of course as a woman you have to understand because the year sometimes when you were married to a man when you reach some certain stage you start getting worried so when you see in Genesis 18 Abraham didn't know that God would pay him a visit he himself he came in the house and they have food together and you know as Abraham you know he's a man who loves people even he didn't know that God had just paid him a visit so when he came to the house of Abraham and after eating they had a feast together and they had a good conversation together when you see in verse 19 he said in genesis he said they said to him where is sarah your wife and he said she's in the tent and the lord said i will surely return about this time next year and sarah your wife will have a son and sarah was listening behind the door in the tent because all of us very well we know Sarah was advanced in years and you know she had waited for so long for so long and sometimes she saw that maybe God was not listening maybe God wasn't there maybe her prayers that God has just forgotten about her because of course when a woman when you reach 50 you think that there is no hope for me but the Bible says that with God everything is possible no matter what no matter how many seasons of time so when 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 sarai had this she was like it's really good serious i'm 90 how can i push the baby because at 90 years all the bones are very old and you know very well you'd be very scared but Sarah she forgot that this is a God who can do anything at any time he wishes that his plans are way towards us our thinking so when you look at Sarai at 90 years God gave him a son who is Isaac and here we have a son who is Israel up to date right now so because of Sarai wanted to go with her way you see what happened her maid took over and everything um, that is another story so for Sarah a woman at 90 years to have a baby it's really a very big miracle at 90 years when you think of that you'll be wondering that how God is amazing for all those years of marriage at 90 years waiting for a baby it's really really amazing and when you're reading the bible they are very very many characters that we look at we look at very many people when you look at hannah also in the book of samuel hannah waited for so long for so long to have a baby but when she put her trust in the lord she went on the altar and she prayed and she said god if you bless me the son i'll give him back to you which means Hannah had her faith in God and she knew that God would never put me to shame and when she prayed after praying when a month goes by Hannah received a son 
we need to see very well the woman also elizabeth elizabeth also and her husband her husband was a priest a priest who was always in the altar of god going before god burning incense and every year he used to go there so her husband lost faith in God so that's why when he went into the altar the angel of the Lord told him you're gonna have a son even the husband was not believing so that's why God mute his mouth but when time goes by Elizabeth was pregnant that is the time when Mary and Elizabeth they met she was pregnant and the fulfillment of God came to pass. when you look onto Naomi Naomi, this is also a woman. She had lost hope and she was thinking, I have lost my husband, I have lost my sons, and I don't have anything. But God always has a way He blesses His people. One of His daughter in law, she said to Naomi, Your God will be my God, and where you go, that's where I go. So when Naomi decided to go back to Bethlehem, where she was coming from, she didn't know that God had a plan for her because she said that maybe God has given up on me. I'm a woman of sorrow. I'm a woman of shame. But when she go back with Ruth to Bethlehem, it's amazing that through Ruth, God blessed her exceedingly abundantly beyond all measures sometimes we may think that we should give up or we are going to be put to shame but a time comes when God comes out to our rescue because he said I shall never put you to shame I am your God I will never leave you and I will never forsake you because he's the God of his word he will never leave us we have to keep on walking his promises walking his will like when his promises is the word of god when we meditate on the word of god reading what he says over us we will never be put to shame and god always reveals his glory in a particular time when you remember shumana woman what happened to her a prophet told her prophet elijah from now to next year you have a son and it happened because she was waited for so long and god did it so what i like to add on here sometime in life we may be frustrated sometime we may think that god has given us upon us and we may think has forgotten us but god is always there for us he never leaves us he never forsakes us sometimes you may think oh it's late for me i'm going to 30 i never get married i have not achieved this i have not done that according to our plans but god has the right timing for everything so when you believe him and trust him his promises are yes and amen so which means he is for us that's why he says in Romans, if god is for us who can be against us so let us continue trusting in the lord knowing that he will never put us to shame continue to walk in his will continue meditating on his word continue declaring the prophecies that he has declared over our life and 
we will be like that tree which is planted as streams in the of the living water because he says abide in me and i'll abide in you so which means when you in god you will never be put to shame when you walk in the will of god you will never be put to shame so today what i was sharing that let us trust in the lord with the love of our heart no matter he takes time to answer sometimes he delays some things for a reason so let us be persistent we pray without interceding giving thanks unto him for that which is to come he is the god of his promise he is the god of his word and because he loved us from the very beginning until the very end so i don't think so that god can give up on you no matter what you're passing through just know he's there the only thing that he needs is for you to talk to him you whisper to him he's always available when you call upon his name you shall be saved and he will put our enemies under our feet he will not let our enemies triumph over us and he will never put us to shame so that's why God has put on my heart today. May you be blessed in the name of Jesus. I will come again and share what about God is saying he's so faithful. As also he says in Romans 10, 11, it is just as the scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. So let us continue believing and trusting God that everything will work out for our own good. Be blessed in the name of Jesus until we meet again. Good morning, it's good again. Um, I'm so blessed that I am back again, and I thank God for this privilege. So I'll just go straight into the word. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for this morning. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your mercy of our lives. We thank you for your blood as covering for our sins. Thank you for your protection. Thank you for the breath of life that you have given us, a God. We thank you, Father, for everything because you are the way maker, the miracle worker. We thank you that you have chosen us before the foundation of the world father we give you glory and honor because for you deserve it we thank you for your love for your goodness of our families over everything that we do father god i pray the blood of jesus over my life over my body over my soul over my spirit over my family father we thank you for who you are be highly exalted on your throne of grace we thank you for your endless love we thank you for dying for us on the cross we thank you for sacrificing yourself because even we are not worthy of you but you make us worthy father we thank you for who you are thank you for everything that you have done thank you father that you left your throne of grace and you came down on earth in that you redeem us back to you. Father, we thank you for who you are because you never change. We thank you that you are always with us to uphold us in every aspect of our life. We give you all the power, the glory, and the honor. 
I cannot go out without inviting the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit of God, I thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for who you were. Thank you for being a cloud that which is going ahead of us. Thank you, Father, for the pool of fire which is always moving with us. We thank you for your wisdom. Father, you are highly exalted in every aspect of our life. In the name of Jesus, and I pray the Holy Spirit, less of me, more of you in every aspect of my life. Let everything that I say, Father God, it will change our life. And it will change me also as well from inside out. And they will see your fruits that are flourishing from inside of me. In the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over our lives, over my life in every aspect of my life. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. So, I'm so happy to be back once again. And today, we are going to learn about how powerful is the blood of Jesus and what do we need to know about the blood of Jesus so as you know very well I will start from the beginning as you know very well God created everything everything was beautiful from Genesis from Genesis when he created everything and the last thing which he made was man himself after making a man he was saying that the man was lonely so after the man was lonely he God he made Adam to sleep so he made a woman from his lips of course you read the Bible very well and what happened later on in the chapters a woman sinned she was lied to and she sinned before God because we were supposed to be holy god created everything beautifully in the garden of eden the only thing the human had to do was to look after the garden worshiping god and being in his presence always but after the human race we sinned against god or adam and eva sinned against god in the cool of the day because when he was giving instruction to them he came walking in the cool of the day because he knew what already Adam and Eve had done then he was asking Adam 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 why are you so Adam replied Lord we are making the woman you gave to me made me to sin before you we know the story so as you know very well god was so loving because he said that he created us in his own image and he gave us dominion of everything so when we sinned before him adam tried to take some leaves and cover himself up and his wife and they tell god that we are naked and remember god created them but they were hiding from his presence which means he knew everything and he was just saying everything was what was going on in the garden of eden so of his infinite love of his reckless love towards us 
God himself saw that he needed to do something. So he killed an animal and he wore them a skin of an animal, which means he killed an animal, which means it's a blood. When you come along, when you look on to Abraham, when God gave Abraham a son, God told him, I want you to sacrifice your son to me. So what happened? God provided a lamb. When you come again and you go ahead, you look onto the children of Israelites. When they are just crossing over from Egypt, God told them to smash blood on their doorsteps, which means blood is a covenant between us and God. So when you come again, when you look into the priests after the children of Israel, they came out, out from Egypt. Even the priests before going the Lord, each year they used to kill a goat to take away the sins of the people. When you read in Leviticus, you see they used to sparkling of the blood of the people over the congregation. And the priest has to go over the thing to speak of the blood. And when you look very well, when you see Job, Job also, he used to offer sacrifices over his kids because he knew that they were sin. So he used to kill animals for them. So today, what I want to share about, it's the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. So that's why when you see in the book of James, when Jesus came, John was saying, Behold the blood of the blood of the lamp will take away the sins of the world. So the blood of Jesus is powerful more than anything. So that's why we need to declare it over our children, over everything that we own, everything that is surrounding us. So that's why when you see the devil must be behind all this, he doesn't he doesn't want people to know about the blood that defeated him on Calvary and rendered him powerless. He wants to keep Christians like you and I the same way, powerless and defeated. Because when you go ahead in Revelations chapter 12, verse 11, the Bible says that they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And by the word of their testimony. So here, which means the blood of Jesus conquers everything. That's why when you see in Isaiah 53, the Bible says, By his stripes we are healed. By his stripes we are set free. He was wounded for our iniquity. He was wounded for our sins. So I would like to say that I'm sorry to say this, but if your pastor does not preach about the blood of Jesus, then you need to find a new church because the blood of Jesus is the covenant which is keeping us on God. So I would like to say, why is the blood of Jesus so important in our life, in our day-to-day life? In First Peter chapter 1, 18-19, the Bible says, For you know what God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it was not paid with mere gold or silver, which lose its value. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless blood of the Lamb. It was the blood of Jesus Christ paid for you, for our sins, me and you, and it paid for the sins of the whole world. His blood washes away the sins that stains in your life and kept you separated from God. On your way 
to hell. So I would like to say this. The Bible tells us that the payment of a sin is death. That was the payment that you and I had you you had to pay. But Jesus came with the blood of Jesus and paid the price so you can be saved into eternal life. So I want to say right now, understanding the power of the blood of Jesus and the reason why you should know that the blood of Jesus was not ordinary. If I would like to say something here, if Jesus' parents would have been Mary and Joseph, then his blood wouldn't have been normal human blood just like ours. But that was not the case with uh, with Jesus because Joseph was in his dad. As you know very well in the book of Luke chapter 1 verse 35, the angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Jesus' blood is not only had to be the human side of his mother, Mary, but also had the power of the Father. So I will quote this say in the great evangelist Reinhard Bonnke, Jesus did not have an earthly father. God, the man, became one in the womb of Virgin Mary. That is the secret of the power of the blood of Jesus. Just one of this, just one of this blood was powerful enough to pay the sins for the entire human race. So when you read in Leviticus 17, 11, it was established that life of the flesh was in the blood and only the blood can make ultimate preparations for the soul. So that's why a lamb's blood was used as an ultimate for sin. So I don't think so that there are enough lambs in the world that will pay the price of the whole human race just just uh, for you and I to be saved from sin. So as well as, as you know, in John chapter 1 verse 29, the next day John saw Jesus coming towards him and he said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Jesus was the Lamb that God provided. He was the Lamb of God that was slain before the foundation of the world because the Bible says that he chose us before the foundation of the world. His blood was not ordinary. It was holy and powerful to pay for the sins of the entire human race, past, present, and future. So that's why in our day-to-day life, we need to plead the blood of Jesus in everything that we do, whether you're going out, whether you're doing something, you need to plead the blood of Jesus over your children, over, over everything that is now, tomorrow, and present. So... I would like to say that the blood of Jesus has the power to wash away our sins. As you know very well, I read in 1 John chapter 1, verse 17, But if we walk in the light, 
he has is in the light. We have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So, I will quote one of the evangelists said who went to be in glory. He said that. He gave this example about the blood of Jesus. And I think it is perfectly described with the power of the blood of the Lamb. He said like this, if you are dirty and you have used soap, you won't be clean until you reach out to apply the soap and wash yourself with it. The same thing with the blood of Jesus. It is not enough to talk about it. It is not enough to sing about it. It is not enough to preach about it. You have to apply it to your sinful life in order to be washed your sins away. So that's why his blood speaks better words. When you come before the throne of grace, because right now our Jesus is on the right hand of the Father. So every day we have to plead the blood of Jesus. When we plead the blood of Jesus of our life, over everything, we will be victorious in the name of Jesus. So how do you wash or cover yourself with the blood of Jesus? The day you opened your heart to Jesus and accepted him as your Lord and personal Savior, at the same moment you recognized that Jesus died for your sin. And with the blood of Jesus, he washed away your sin. The moment you invited him in your heart, he comes with his blood, washes away the old you, and now you are a new creation in Christ. Now, if you have ever opened your heart to Jesus today, is your day don't wait any longer go ahead and plead the blood of jesus over your life over everything that surrounds you to your now your past your presence because it breaks every yoke so what i like to say right now the blood of jesus has the power to make you free so later on, I will talk about, uh, you know, they, are, they pierce our Lord Jesus in very many ways, but I'll come and talk about it in another topic. But right now, what I'd like to say, the blood of Jesus has the power to make you free. Do you struggle with addiction, bandages, burdens, oppressions, anxiety, depression? There is good news for you. The blood of Jesus has the power to set you free. His blood has provided for everything you ever needed. One of them is deliverance from every bondage, from every anxiety, from every sin that is tormenting you. Do not let the devil torment you. Remind him that you have been washed by the blood of Jesus. Remember the Bible says that we overcame him, the devil, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. So use your words to plead the blood of Jesus over your life, over your mind, over your circumstances, over everything that surrounds you. The blood of Jesus is a reminder to the devil that he is defeated. And it has no longer authority over you, over your family, over your finances, over your past, over your now, over your future. So you have to remember him that 
So I would, I would like to say here by Dr. Ken Higgin said, he quoted and said, every benefit and blessing we possess in our redemption, including complete and total victory over Satan, is based on Jesus and his triumph over Satan at the cross. We have victory over Satan because Jesus shed his blood on the Calvary. So you have to know that. So I'll talk about again, the blood of Jesus can make you free. Do you remember the story of Egypt and the ten plagues which happened in the house of Pharaoh when God wanted to glorify himself to bring out the children of Israelites? You remember very well. One of all the plagues were the death of the first son of Egypt, all of them. God instructed the children of Israel to mark their houses with the blood of Jesus. That night, when the angel of death went through, killing the first children of Egypt. He passed over the homes of the children of Israelites because their homes were marked with the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus on their doorstops, their homes, was more than a stain. It was signified that the children of God were inside, so the angel of death had no authority over them. They were marked by the blood of Jesus because God told him to smear the blood of Jesus over their doorsteps. So now, you as a born again, as a child of God, you are marked by the blood. Everywhere you go, the devil can see the blood of Jesus on your forehead. Everywhere you go, the blessings of God is upon your life. His favor is upon you. His grace is with you and his angels, they will protect you. You are not a person. You are a child of the Most High God and you are marked by the precious blood of the Lamb. So I will say again, the pleading of the blood of Jesus, it helps us. God has given us a wonderful weapon to use. The blood of Jesus is our weapon, our shield, our hiding places. No matter in whatever way the enemy comes, whether in discouragement, temptation, sickness, in any other way, he is overcome by the blood of a lamb and by the word of our testimony. So the blood of Jesus speaks better words. The blood of Jesus speaks for you, your family. The blood of Jesus represents you just like the lawyer represents his client. So the devil has no answer to the blood. He was defeated at the cross. So I'm telling you right now that the blood of Jesus is more powerful, more than anything you can think of. So do not limit the power of the blood of Christ to what you understand. There is no greater mystery in Christian life that than the worth of the blood of Jesus. So by applying it by faith, be a child of God who practices the sprinkling of blood of Jesus Christ. Sprinkle it everywhere, air on your children, on you, everywhere you go. Speak it anywhere. There is evidence of pressure, tension, any kind of satanic force that is disturbing you so that the will of God will be determined over your life. God wants it for a witness and to Jesus is the mediator 
of the new covenant and the blood of Jesus sprinkling that speaks better things when you read in Hebrews 12, 24. So now I would like to tell you that you know the significance of the blood of Jesus. Go ahead, continue playing it over your life. So if you want to read there are very many books concerning the blood of Jesus. You can search them out. Pastor Ben Hinn, very many, Pastor Robert Kayanja. Very many people have written about the blood of Jesus because when you read in Hebrew 9, when you go ahead and read there, so I will read it for you. In Hebrew 9, in Hebrew 9, verse 12, it says, He did not enter by any means of the gods of cows, but he entered the holy, most holy place once and for all by his own place. That's obtaining extant redemption. So in 13, and it says, The blood of goats and bulls and ashes of heifer sprinkled on those who are ceremonial and clean sanctified them, so that they are outwardly clean so how much more with the blood of jesus who through the external spirit offered himself unblemished to god cleans our consciousness from the acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living god so when you go ahead and read in the hebrew chapter 9 when you read down you'll see there how Jesus entered the Holy of Holies through his own flesh because he was blemished. He was a man who didn't knew sin. And because God was just looking for something to cover up what, what he did in the beginning. So so God, Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they had to be on the board meeting. So one of them had to come down here. So he paid the price, the Son of God. He paid the price on the Calvary. So that's why I'm telling you. So now there is no sacrifice we can make like the way they did in the Old Testament. They used to kill bulls or gods, the sprinkling of the blood and everything. But right now it requires, the law requires everything should be cleansed with the blood of Jesus. That when we plead the blood of Jesus over our life, there is forgiveness of sin. We'll be free from bondages. We'll free from every kind of thing, every stress of our life. So he entered the Holy of Holies, not by any blood of human thing or something like that, but he presented himself as holy he was. So I would like you, if you want to know more about how he sacrificed himself for us, you can go and read in the Hebrews chapter 9. You will see there how his precious is the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from sin because human nature, even we are not worthy to stand before him, but his reckless love, he loved us so much. That's why God decided to sacrifice his own son to set us free, to be free. So next time I'll come, I'll talk about how many times he was, he shed his blood in the next episode so i'm so happy let us continue to plead the blood of jesus christ over our life and every aspect of our life so that 
we will flourish. We should speak it, our present, our past, and our future because his blood can break a yoke which happened a thousand generations ago in the present and in the future. So I'll close with a prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the privilege you have given me. I ask of you to continue to use me, Father God, to declare your word, to declare your will in every aspect of our life. Father, we pray that let your blood of Jesus Christ be sanctified over our life of our children in everything that we do father we speak the blood of jesus to our past our now and our presence and we pray that we continue to walk in the will of god in the mighty name of jesus father i bless you this morning you are who you are the great i am the alpha and omega the invisible reality thank you for loving us so much for bringing us back to god thank you for you paid a great cost for leaving your throne of grace. Thank you for leaving your heavenly place to come and set us free. Where would we be without you, Father? Forgive us in whichever way we sinned against you, no matter how we have sinned against you, but yet you came in love. You showed us love and care no matter what we have done. You cleansed us in the blood of Jesus. Father, we acknowledge your love this morning. So we plead the blood of Jesus over our children, over our children's children that were to come, over, over our past, over what we don't know, Father God, because it's only the blood of Jesus we can come through the throne of grace. Father God, we thank you for your love. Thank you for being who you were, that you did not leave us. No matter how the world was wicked, we did not cherish you when you were here or not. But you showed us on the cross that it is finished. You showed us that I have paid a great cost for you to be free. And Father, thank you for who you were. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for loving us so much, even in the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve sinned against you. Father, you had the privilege of killing them. You had the privilege of doing anything that you liked. But Father, because you have a heart of a father, you went ahead. You killed an animal and you dressed them because you knew what they have done. Thank you for being so loving. Thank you for being so caring. Father, be highly exalted in your throne of grace. We exalt you. Thank you for providing your only begotten son to die for our sins on the cross. By his stripes we are healed. By his stripes we overcome mountain. By the power in the blood of Jesus, we can overcome mountains. By the power in the blood of Jesus, Father God, the blood of Jesus is rewriting our history. The blood of Jesus speaks better words. So I speak it over my life, over my children, children are to come, over my, our future husbands, over everything that we do in the name of Jesus. So I'm so blessed. Thank you, God, for this privilege you have given me. So next time I will come again and I will talk about that. How many, 
how many ways did our Lord shed his blood? So I will share about that. I'm so happy and I hope so that everybody will be blessed in the name of Jesus. It's Grace Gabriel. May you be blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hope you subscribe and you invite your friend to join. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's me once again, Grace Gabriel. Um, I thank God for giving me this privilege to be back again and to share with you what God has just put on my heart. And because I just want us all of us to pray in spirit, to know Him deeper, to know His ways, to know His promises and His will over our lives, that sometimes we want to take our ways and we follow our roots. That's why He says in Isaiah 55, He says that my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts. So that's why everything according to his plan as he promised so he will do it because he is a man of his word he never changed his word whatever he says it will come to pass uh, so I'm so honored uh, before we go into the word we have to surrender to the Holy Spirit as he will continue to guide us and lead us so today to be sharing about what God has put on my heart God will never let us to be put to shame so we should put our hope in him and that is the title what I want to share so I'll be surrender to prayer then we're going to the word Father God in the name of Jesus I am here your vessel once again and I ask of you pour out the oil of wine and put in your way and be blessed of me more of you oh God I'm just a vessel that you want to use I'm a vehicle that carries your glory Father God I pray that each and everybody who listen to his message oh God will know your will your will and your purpose of which you have over our lives and Father we thank you for your Holy Spirit that is with us all the time because he is available when we call up to him he takes what is of Jesus and declares unto us and I pray for God that may your Holy Spirit lead me and guide me and share what you put on my heart in the name of Jesus we pray amen so now I'll go into the word <laughs> I'll go in the book of Genesis chapter 6 so I will elaborate more but my point is going to be in verse 9 as we all of us we know very well that Abraham he was God declared him and he was going to be the father of nations and very many promises when God hold, called him from his place he told him when you follow me I will do this I will do this I will do this as well as when you look into Genesis when God created everything and God said and God said so which means that God is a man of his word whatever he says it will come to pass so when you remember very well 
when the flood came onto the earth so he made a covenant with Noah that what I did I will never do it again that shows to us that he is a man of his word that he can never change if he says something no matter how long it takes no matter how many years it takes he will do what he said because he said I'm not a man that I should lie because when you read from Genesis Revelations everything that he said whatever he promised it came to pass through his word even though sometimes we sometimes a human beings we want to go what we are thinking <laughs> with our spiritual nature what we are thinking and we're thinking of plan B whether it will be worked out so good so when you see in Genesis 18 many years ago Abraham was waiting for the promise that God had told him years have gone by and his wife of course as a woman you have to understand because there are sometimes when you are married to a man when you reach some certain stage you start getting worried so when you see in Genesis 18 Abraham didn't know that God would pay him a visit he himself he came in the house and they have food together and you know as Abraham you know he's a man who loves people even he didn't know that God has just paid him a visit so when he came to the house of Abraham and after eating they had a feast together and they had a good conversation together when you see in verse 19 he said in genesis he said they said to him where is sarah your wife and he said she's in the tent and the lord said i will surely return about this time next year and sarah your wife will have a son and sarah was listening behind the door in the tent because all of us very well we know Sarah was advanced in years and you know she had waited for so long for so long and sometimes she saw that maybe God was not listening maybe God wasn't there maybe her prayers that God has just forgotten about her because of course when a woman when you reach 50 you think that there is no hope for me but the Bible says that with God everything is possible no matter what no matter how many seasons of time so when 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 Sarai had this she was like is really good serious I'm 90 how can I push the baby because at 90 years all the bones are very old and you know very well you'd be very scared but Sarah she forgot that this is a God who can do anything at any time he wishes that his plans are way towards us our thinking so when you look at Sarai at 90 years God gave him a son who is Isaac and here we have a son who is Israel up to date right now so because of Sarai wanted to go with her way you see what happened her maid took over and everything um, that is another story so for Sarah a woman at 90 years to have a baby it's really a very big miracle at 90 years when you think of that you'll be wondering that how God is amazing for all those years of marriage at 90 years waiting for a baby 
it's really really amazing and when you're reading the bible they have very very many characters that we look at we look at very many people when you look at Hannah also in the book of Samuel Hannah waited for so long for so long to have a baby but when she put her trust in the Lord she went on the altar and she prayed and she said God if you bless me the son I'll give him back to you which means Hannah had her faith in God and she knew that God would never put me to shame and when she prayed after praying when a month goes by Hannah received a son when you see very well the woman also Elizabeth Elizabeth also and her husband her husband was a priest, a priest who was always in the altar of God, going before God, burning incense, and every year he used to go there. So her husband lost faith in God. So that's why when he went into the altar, the angel of the Lord told him, you're gonna have a son even the husband was not believing so that's why God mute his mouth but when time goes by Elizabeth was pregnant that is the time when Mary and Elizabeth they met she was pregnant and the fulfillment of God came to pass. when you look onto Naomi Naomi this is also a woman she had lost hope and she was thinking I have lost my husband I have lost my sons and I don't have anything but God always has a way he blesses his people one of his daughter-in-law she said to Naomi your God will be my God and where you go that's where I go so when Naomi decided to go back to Bethlehem where she was coming from she didn't know that God had a plan for her because she said that maybe God has given up on me. I'm a woman of sorrow. I'm a woman of shame. But when she go back with Ruth to Bethlehem, it's amazing that through Ruth, God blessed her exceedingly abundantly beyond all measures. And sometimes we may think that we should give up or we are going to be put to shame. But a time comes when God comes out to our rescue because he said, I shall never put you to shame. I am your God. I will never leave you and I will never forsake you because he's the God of his word. He will never leave us. We have to keep on walking his promises walking in his will like when his promises is the word of God when we meditate on the word of God reading what he says over us we will never be put to shame and God always reveals his glory in a particular time when you remember Shumana woman what happened to her a prophet told her prophet Elijah from now to next year you have a son and it happened because she was waited for so long and God did it so what I like to add on here sometime in life we may be frustrated sometime we may think that God has given us a upon us and we may think has forgotten us but God is always there for us he never leave us he never forsake us sometimes you may think oh it's late for me 
I'm going to 30, I never get married, I have not achieved this, I have not done that according to our plans. But God has the right timing for everything. So when you believe Him and trust Him, His promises are yes and amen. So which means He is for us. That's why He says in Romans, if God is for us, who can be against us? So let us continue trusting in the lord knowing that he will never put us to shame continue to walk in his will continue meditating on his word continue declaring the prophecies that he has declared over our life and we will be like that tree which is planted as streams in that of the living water because he says abide in me and i'll buy in you so which means when you in god you will never be put to shame when you walk in the will of god you will never be put to shame so today what i was sharing that let us trust in the lord with all of our heart no matter he takes time to answer sometimes he delays some things for a reason so let us be persistent we pray without interceding giving thanks unto him for that which is to come he is the god of his promise he is the god of his word and because he loved us from the very beginning and to the very end so i don't think so that god can give up on you no matter what you're passing through just know he's there only thing that he needs that for you to talk to him you whisper to him he's always available when you call upon his name you shall be saved and he will put our enemies under our feet he will not let our enemies triumph over us and he will never put us to shame so that's what god has put on my heart today May you be blessed in the name of Jesus. I will come again and share what about God is saying he's so faithful. As also he says in Romans 10, 11, it is just as the scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. So let us continue believing and trusting God that everything will work out for our own good. May you be blessed in the name of Jesus until we meet again. Good morning once again it's blessing of death i greet you all in the mighty name of jesus and i'm so happy to be back again so today i'm going to be sharing about how precious is the blood of jesus over our lives so and i'm going to be sharing about like many of the time you know, we used to see the crown of Jesus, the way he was beaten, but we don't know there was a significant reason why he was beaten, why they put a crown on his head, why they pierced him in his hands and his legs in the stomach. So as you know very well, I will start in verse 53 of chapter today, Isaiah 53 verse 5, it says, 
he was wounded for our transgression and he was crushed for our iniquities upon him was a chastisement that brought us peace and with his stripes we are healed verse 6 all we were like a sheep have gone astray we have turned everyone to his own way and the lord has laid down the iniquity for all of us as well as if you know very well if you want to know what our god did on calvary you can go back in the book of hebrew hebrew chapter 9 and you see what he did for us there so now right now i go straight away I will tell you the seven times Jesus shed the blood. The first time when our precious Jesus, the darling Jesus, shed his blood was in the Garden of Gethsemane. And the second place was in the house of in the house of the pilot where they brought him, accusing him, spitting upon him. And the first time they whipped him in his bag. And the fifth time at Golgotha, they nailed his hands. And the sixth time they nailed his feet and they pierced his side. So today I'm not going to take a long of your time because I just wanted to share to you about why the blood was shed in seven times according to the scripture that i read before in the book of isaiah 53 so i'll start right now number one the reason why he was he swayed blood in the garden of gethsemane it was for the healing of the souls you remember very well when he went and prayed for the first time he told the disciples to pray but they were in the weak flesh so none of them was able to to to, to pray even himself he was praying to the father God the Father to strengthen his soul and he was praying for everybody to be strong in the spirit so that's why the first time when he shed his blood in the garden of Gethsemane he was it was for the healing of our souls for having peace because if you remember very well he told father this cup is heavy for me you can take away from me his soul was worried that's why he was praying over the soul of us and interceding for us so the second time he was fulfilling isaiah isaiah 50 52 he paid the price that our face will be like him like we will be in his own image and the third time where he shed his blood the crown you remember very well they put a crown of thorns of his head many times also i used to see this crown i used to ask myself why why were the roman soldiers putting a crown over our jesus so the crown means for the healing of our mind that we may have a still mind so that's the reason why they put a crown of his head because sometimes we feel anxiety we feel pain very many 
things like the destruction of this world. But the reason why they put the crown, his blood was shed. It was for the healing of our mind, our thinking. That's why his blood was too precious that we may use it for our healing, our minds to be still. When you remember very well the first time, by his stripes we are healed, as in Isaiah 53, verse 5. By his stripes, you know, sometimes we can have diseases in our system, but when you play the blood of Jesus Christ over every kind of disease or over cancer, over anything that you can think of, every kind of sickness, because his blood speaks better words, it heals any kind of disease. So that's why by his stripes we're healed in Isaiah 53 and another one I would like to share his hands it was wounded for our work why they put nails over his hand he was that was a sign that showing that he was wounded for our work he was wounded that whatever we lay hands on it will be a blessing whatsoever we shall do it shall be a blessing because you remember very well when in the beginning when Cain healed his brother God cast the land and he said to the man you have to till the ground for you to have what to eat so now because we have to use our hands to till the ground to 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 grow the crops so that's why that sign when they nailed him and his blood came from his hand it was done to wound he which was wounded for our sake for the work of our hands the sixth time they nailed his feet on the cross they nailed his feet that was the meaning that we should walk along with him that's why they nailed him blood was coming outside side that we may walk with him we may walk in his will his promises his prophecies everything that he has spoken over our life and the seventh time he was pierced sight in the side of his ribs so he was pierced the meaning of a symbol he was pierced and decides it's because of the church to be born again with the blood and the water so that's why to 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 strengthen the church so those are the seven ways why his blood was shed it was for our own will because when you see in Isaiah 53 he says that he was wounded for our transgression in this include all the sins our iniquities that we do because you know the world we are living in everybody is a sinner unless him who was blemished before God so that's why the blood of Jesus is very very important when he paid it on the Calvary so we have to use it effectively over our daily life or anything anything you don't have peace you can use it like you are losing your mind you have to declare that blood of jesus like the work of your hands is not blessed you have to declare that blood of jesus each and everything over your life even when you were losing directions from god you have to plead the blood of jesus 
because as you know even the disciples they slept off when jesus was praying he was telling them to pray their flesh was very weak and they could not pray but the blood of jesus he shed in the garden of Gethsemane. he helped the apostles to give them strength to carry on the church in the new testament his blood was so powerful everything when you look at the crown when you look at the way he was beaten in the back pierced nails in the hands in the legs you just know that his blood was more powerful so that's why i wanted to share with you this morning why the blood was shedding get this in the get this so may you be blessed in the name of jesus Good morning once again. It's Blessing of Dell. I greet you all in the mighty name of Jesus. And I'm so happy to be back again. So today I'm going to be sharing about how precious is the blood of Jesus over our lives. So and I'm going to be sharing about like many of the time. You know, we used to see the crown of Jesus, the way he was beaten, but we don't know there was a significant reason why he was beaten, why they put a crown on his head, why they pierced him in his hands and his legs in the stomach. So as you know very well, I will start in verse 53 or chapter today. Isaiah 53 verse 5, it says, he was wounded for our transgression and he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was a chastisement that brought us peace and with his stripes we are healed. Verse 6. All we were like a sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord has laid down the iniquity for all of us as well as if you know very well. If you want to know what our God did on Calvary, you can go back in the book of Hebrew, Hebrew chapter 9, and you see what he did for us there. So now right now, I go straight away. I will tell you the seven times Jesus shed the blood. The first time when our precious Jesus the darling Jesus shed his blood was in the garden of Gethsemane and the second place was in the house of in the house of the pilot where they brought him accusing him spitting upon him and the first time they whipped him in his back and the fifth time at Golgotha they nailed his hands and the sixth time they nailed his feet and they pierced his side. So today I'm not going to take a long of your time because I just wanted to share to you about why the blood was shed in seven times according to the scripture that I read before in the book of Isaiah 53. So, I'll start right now. Number one, the reason why he was, he swayed blood in the Garden of Gethsemane 
it was for the healing of the souls. You remember very well when he went and prayed for the first time, he told the disciples to pray, but they were in the weak flesh, so none of them was able to, 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 to pray. Even himself, he was praying to the Father, God the Father, to strengthen his soul, and he was praying for everybody to be strong in the spirit so that's why the first time when he shed his blood in the garden of Gethsemane he was it was for the healing of our souls for having peace because if you remember very well he told father this cup is heavy for me you can take away from me his soul was worried that's why he was praying over the soul of us and interceding for us so the second time he was fulfilling isaiah isaiah 50 52 he paid the price that our face will be like him like we will be in his own image and if at the time where he shed his blood the crown you remember very well they put a crown of thorns of his head. Many times also I used to see this crown. I used to ask myself, why why were the Roman soldiers putting a crown over our Jesus? So the crown means for the healing of our mind that we may have a still mind so that's the reason why they put the crown of his head because sometimes we feel anxiety we feel pain very many things like the destruction of this world but the reason why they put the crown his blood was shed it was for the healing of our mind our thinking that's why his blood was too precious that we may use it for our healing our minds to be still when you remember very well the first time by his stripes were healed as in isaiah 53 verse 5 by his stripes you know sometimes we can have diseases in our system but when you play the blood of jesus christ over every kind of disease or over cancer over anything that you can think of every kind of sickness because his blood speaks better words it heals any kind of disease so that's why by his stripes were healed in isaiah 53 and another one i would like to share his hands it was wounded for our work why they put a nails over his hand he was that was a sign that showing that he was wounded for our work he was wounded that whatever we lay hands on it it will be a blessing whatsoever we shall do it shall be a blessing because you remember very well when in the beginning when Cain killed his brother God cast the land and he said to the man you have to till the ground for you to have what to eat so now because we have to use our hands to till the ground to 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 grow the crops so that's why that sign when they nailed him and his blood came from his hand it was done to wound he which was wounded for our sake for the work of our hands the sixth time they nailed his feet on the cross they nailed his feet 
that was the meaning that we should walk along with him. That's why they nailed him. Blood was coming outside such that we may walk with him we may walk in his will his promises his prophecies everything that he has spoken over our life and the seventh time he was pierced sight in the side of his ribs so he was pierced the meaning of a symbol he was pierced and decides it's because of the church to be born again with the blood and the water so that's why to 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 strengthen the church so those are the seven ways why his blood was shed. It was for our own will. Because when you see in Isaiah 53, he says that he was wounded for our transgression. In this include all the sins, our iniquities that we do. Because, you know, the world we are living in, everybody is a sinner. Unless him who was blemished before God. So that's why the blood of Jesus is very, very important when he paid it on the Calvary. So we have to use it effectively over our daily life or anything anything you don't have peace you can use it like you are losing your mind you have to declare the blood of jesus like the work of your hands is not blessed you have to declare the blood of jesus each and everything over your life even when you were losing directions from god you have to plead the blood of jesus because as you know, even the disciples, they slept off when Jesus was praying. He was telling them to pray. Their flesh was very weak and they could not pray. But the blood of Jesus, he shed in the Garden of Gethsemane. He helped the apostles to give them strength to carry on the church in the New Testament. His blood was so powerful everything when you look at the crown when you look at the way he was beaten in the back pierced nails in the hands in the legs you just know that his blood was more powerful so that's why i wanted to share with you this morning why the blood was shedding get this they gotta get this many so may you be blessed in the name of jesus amen